Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. One of the songs that will be on the Kendall and Casey playlist on Spotify just afternoon when we post that up for you. Of course, you can just search it out if you're a Spotify user, yes. Rupert Holmes. I, I did put a Harry Chapin song in the playlist for you, Rob. Thanks. We're all represented. How excited. <laughs> How exciting. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC at 1035-317-684-8444. That's our phone number for your voicemails. Do you remember last week when we played the audio of the woman from Barstool complaining about men who eat soup? Yes. And she said that you're basically a total wimp if you eat soup, and mm-hmm. I'd never heard that before and yeah. didn't know if women actually thought that. Well, our our old our old uh, favorite listener Gert called, mm-hmm. and Gert. Uh, okay, so I I did not even know this was a show. You're again a little bit more seasoned than Kevin or I mm-hmm. uh, or me. Uh, do you remember a show called Mary Hartman? Mary Hartman. Yes. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think you were that many years older than us. You know, uh, anyway. You, you know, Rob, <laughs> they, were, they were still landing men on the moon when I was born. I predate barcodes at the grocery store. Uh, I've never heard of this show, and I thought Let maybe- What gasoline? I, I thought maybe Gert was having a senior moment or something when she describes this show, but I looked it up, and indeed it is a real show. Wikipedia describes it as a satirical soap opera that aired in daily weeknight syndication from January- 76 to July of 77. So you remember this. I was well on my way. Sure. Okay. I was already in school at that point. Okay, so she, in regards to the soup thing, she references <laughs> the show, which is a real show, which would, as we talked about, how old is Gert? Uh, one of the great mysteries of this show. This would date Gert a little bit if she distinctly remembers the show. Take a listen. Hey, people. It's Gert. You're talking about men eating soup on Friday. I know you're all way too young, but maybe you've heard of the kind of a soap opera type program back in the 70s. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Well, the coach was eating a bowl of soup and he was supposed to be a manly type man. He fell over into his bowl of soup, might have been chicken soup, and died. So it was not a good thing for him. Look it up. Okay, bye. Okay, you remember this. She's talking about Leroy Fetters, and he drowned in a bowl of Mary's chicken soup in the first season. So you remember this? Yeah. So women have been going after men for eating soup ever since the 70s. <laughs> Things just don't change. I believe Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, it aired, uh, do you remember the show Soap? Yes, with Billy Crystal, very early yeah, Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of okay. around that same era. I had never heard of the show, and I like to think I'm a vintage aficionado, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard of the show. Okay, well, now you got something to look up Perfect. and research. Thank you, Gert. Yeah, great. Okay, remember uh, last week when we were talking about somehow Kevin got on that he was talking with somebody mm-hmm. 
and they randomly started discussing Wabash County. Right, and yeah. said it was the first electrified city? Yeah, the first uh, electrically lighted okay. city in the world. How did you get on this again? So my friend, uh, he he works around the state. Um, he does like uh, sheet metal stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, buildings. yeah, and, okay. Uh, so he, they went to Wabash for the day. Okay. And I think they have, I, I think someone might have told him this, or maybe they have one of those like landmark signs. Sure, right, shows, okay. All right, well, that's not nearly as interesting as I thought it was. It's not as interesting as you handing stickers to men at the urinal. <laughs> uh, but a guy who's actually on the Wabash uh, County Council yeah. called the show. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, long time to our first time caller, Nick Kopke here. I am from Wabash County. Uh, I actually met Rob at the RNC convention last year. He was very nice and kind to me, Aww. contrary to what other people would think. Uh, but Wabash County was indeed the first electrically electrically lighted city in the world or nation. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I was recently elected to the Wabash County Council, or I'm sorry, the Wabash County Council. Uh, I took Larissa Sweet's seat. Uh, she is a freshman rep down at the Indiana State House. I think you guys should get to know her. I think she's a champion for people like us. So, And uh, I get uh, most of my Indiana political news from you guys so keep up the good work don't make me look stupid wow. thank you very much <laughs> well, congratulations to him so is it the, in the world or the nation that's what we need to find out it's got to be in the, the nation yeah because there's the no world way in the seems world. like a stretch in the nation you although think? although we would have maybe been in the world because didn't we invent electricity here now I've got to do some research yeah, on Wabash right. County, huh? Didn't we? Let's let's look into that because there wasn't electricity invented here, right? No, yeah, pretty sure. So if it was here first, clearly it'd be in the world, right? It's not like oh, we invented it here. Let's give it to France. Yeah, I mean that it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I don't want to sell Wabash short, so maybe we should just yeah, do let's, research. Let's look it up. Are you sure it was in the country and not just the state? No, I think it was in the country. I yeah, because if it was in the state, that's, that's not, not that big a deal. It's not very impressive. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, we'll look it up. All okay. right. Uh, one more phone call. Of course, you mentioned last segment, Casey, the uh, old guys are back out on tour and <laughs> John Mellencamp. Right. And then obviously Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to in any way diminish what John Mellencamp is doing, but Bruce Springsteen is not playing the auditorium in Bloomington. He's playing like large venues in like Atlanta, Georgia and yeah. Tampa, Florida. Well, and, and John Mellencamp, where is he going? He's going down to, I think, Orlando. Yeah. He, he just opened up the tour yeah. in Bloomington. I mean, these two guys are not on the same scale, but that's okay. okay. It's not that big a deal. Anyway, <laughs> uh, some lady called and she wanted to complain about Bruce Springsteen. Hey, Rob. Hey, Casey. Uh, love the show. Try and listen every morning. Just want to um, make a comment on Rob's favorite person, the boss. I don't understand how you, as a patriot, would like him, mm-hmm. period. Uh, he just, the song, Born in the USA, is so anti-America, I just don't understand it. Would love for you to play this message on the air and explain it to me. Hope you all have a great day. Kevin liked you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for the phone call. Now, Rob Kendall, <sighs> explain yourself. We have explained this 9,837,635,932 times. She's a longtime caller, first-time listener. But we'll make it 
I know. I did that on purpose. Yeah, I'm thanks. glad you, you thought I wasn't it. paying attention, right? <laughs> so we'll make that whatever number I just threw out, 933. Okay? All right? And then and then I'm done. Okay. I've, exp- I've worked at this radio station for six years, and it seems like the, I, people don't listen. What have, do you have to say for yourself? I have answered this question. Okay, first of all, and Kevin and I talked about this at length in the mentoring session one time. From <laughs> 1975 to 1985, Bruce Springsteen released five of the greatest albums in consecutive order in the history of ever. I would put that 10-year period from 1975 to 1985 up against any artist in the history of music. I'm talking albums sold. I'm talking touring popularity. I'm talking everything. Born to Run, Darkness on the Edge of Town, The River, Nebraska, Born in the USA. The rest of Springsteen's work is not nearly as good But that 10-year window and those five albums stack up against any artist in the history of music. And yes, I'm talking including the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. The dude was the first guy to ever be on the cover of Time and Newsweek in the same week. Okay, that's the first part of it. Okay. So the five albums alone, Mm -hmm. boom. Second of all, Mm -hmm. and I've told this story before, before I was as mature as I am as an adult today and a pillar of strength in this community, I didn't always have the coping mechanisms Mm. that I do as a grown-ass man today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Bruce Springsteen's music Mm -hmm. serving as sort of almost a voice from above was almost like the narrator of my life. And that had a very profound and positive impact on my life when I didn't always have the coping mechanisms that I do today. There. So, Bruce <laughs> That's Springsteen- the nine millionth time I've explained this, but there it was again. So you, you sought some salvation in his music. I'm curious, how did you get into that? Because a lot of that music, 1975 to 1985, that predates your uh, existence. My parents didn't believe in me enjoying things from the present. I had to enjoy things from the past. We've also talked yeah. about that too, Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Would you were- like to do a deep, deep dive on that so one? That's, so no, that's my- why you got into Bruce- Well, I was into old music. Yeah. You missed out on the early grunge scene in the early 90s because you listen to that old music. I used to listen to like Darkness on the Edge of Town on a loop all Mm -hmm. night long. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing she did say, and this angers me, Born in the USA is not an anti-American song. It is a song about a soldier who comes home from the Vietnam War, as millions of people did, and were treated very terribly by their country. It is essentially an autobiographical song about a soldier coming home from the Vietnam War, and there was nothing happy about that. Yeah, Those were not good times or good lives from the people. And, and that, so for his people, his age, it is the same way people like me feel about the Iraq War, mm-hmm. because that was my generation who went to fight, and it was, in many ways, a mirror of itself, because it was a needless war that didn't benefit America, and the people who went and made the ultimate sacrifice were oftentimes treated very terribly, either in the media or by the politicians or the activists or whatever. And so that just gives me an excuse to play part of Born in the USA because, well, I'm not going to let her get away with that. Okay, so you're saying that you were interested in his music. Not Cue from the a, music, Casey! Not not from a oh, political God. sense. I was born 
in the USA. I was born in the USA. Quietest you've ever been. <laughs> I was born in the USA. I was born in the USA. You just went to another place. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, so, that was so soulful. That's I've never the heard problem that with that song is he made the music too upbeat so people don't understand the words in the song. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of supposed to sound like a patriotic song, yeah. isn't it? But it's it's really just. Oh about... yeah, he totally did that to cash in. Yeah, yeah. he wanted some radio. Oh play. yeah, he took the money. He wanted someone to play it, and it became a <laughs> but hit. But the lyrics to the song mm-hmm. are awesome. Yeah. All right, it's Kendall and Hug Casey. Hug a veteran today. Ninety three WIBC.